morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Office Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. Hi, I'm Irene Watson with Reader Views in Austin, Texas. And I'm Victor Volkman with Loving Healing Press in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'd like to welcome all our listeners to episode number 103 in our series. Tonight's topic is Twitter, Tweeting, and Retweeting, Twitter Book Marketing, and our special guest is Dana Smith. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. We'd love to hear your questions and comments about tonight's show. Please send them to info at authorsaccess.com. Now, tonight we're on the line with Dana Lynn Smith, owner of Texana Publishing Consultants, LLC, with 15 years of experience in publishing and 25 years in marketing. She specializes in developing marketing plans for nonfiction books and teaching authors how to promote their books online. She is the author of The Savvy Book Marketer Guides, a series of ebooks on book marketing topics. Dana's professional background includes overseeing book production, marketing, fulfillment, and bottom line profitability at Hoover's Business Press, with distribution channels including direct sales, library, online, and retail. She also is known for writing search engine optimization content for a series of travel websites. She has been managing and promoting conventions and trade shows for the Texas Restaurant Association, the Texas Hospital Association, and many other trade associations. She holds a Bachelor of Business Administration in Marketing and is a member of the Independent Book Publishers Association, as well as the Writers League of Texas. A fifth-generation Texan, Dana enjoys exploring Texas and the world, and she writes a Texas travel column for examiner.com. She and her husband live on a small ranch near Austin where they raise cattle and goats. Wow. Well, good evening, Dana. Well, thank you. That was quite an introduction. Well, it's, we're so great to have, um, grateful to have you on uh, line now uh, today, Dana. I know that um, I've seen you on Facebook and Twitter and Jack. You just really you have you really work with authors, and besides that, I've seen you at conferences around here, and you're really an author's friend. Well, thank you. Yeah, and so today we're, as uh, Victor had said, we're going to be talking about Twitter, tweeting and retweeting, and everything else that goes under that particular title. So before we go any further and talk about uh, Twitter, Dana, could you tell our listeners for those that maybe are just kind of trying to think about doing Twittering because for tweeting because they've heard about it but not quite sure what is Twitter. <laughs> sure, I'll be happy to, Irene. It's a little baffling at first. Twitter is called a microblog and it's basically a cross between blogging and social networking. And you post messages on the Twitter site of up to 140 characters and those messages are called tweets. And the way it works is that people sign up to follow other people that they find interesting. So someone who's following you sees all of your tweets, and when you follow someone else, their tweets appear on your page. And there's also something called retweeting. When someone else reposts your message, it's called a retweet, and then all of their followers can see your message when it's retweeted. Um, the people who are active on Twitter are known by their Twitter handle, and that is just their username preceded by the at symbol. 
So, for instance, my Twitter handle is at bookmarketer, and I invite everyone to follow me there. I tweet about book marketing. And uh, for as an author, then, what would I tweet about? Well, authors um, can tweet about a number of things. If nonfiction authors, it's it's a little bit easier because you can tweet about the topic that you write about. Um, and for fiction authors, you do have to be a little bit more creative, but you can talk about uh, the same types of things that you would talk about in blogging, for instance, um, talk about the writing process. Um, you can talk about other books in your genre, uh, refer people to other authors that you know, and things like that. Now, I do have on my website a list of things that you can tweet about. Um, if you go to www.bookmarketingresources.com and click on the social networking or social marketing link, you'll find a list. It's called 21 Things That Authors Can Tweet About. And again, that's at bookmarketingresources.com. Well, that's great. Now, you just mentioned uh, the 140 characters. That's a very short line. And so that particular one-liner has to say a lot to get the followers interested then. It is, and it can be a real challenge to squeeze it in. Um, one thing that I've discovered is that you get really good at it. The more you use it, <laughs> you start to think in really short little little blurbs. Um, some people abbreviate. Some people use text message abbreviations like the letter R for the word R, uh, but that does make it a little bit hard to read. Um, but you do need to be very concise, and it's also uh, really important that you shorten all of your hyperlinks. Um, you need to use a, a URL shortening service. I use one called Bitly, but there's a lot of them out there, so that your links don't take up very much room in your message. Great. So, Dana, we know that Twitter is all about communicating, but what, what about Twitter makes it the ideal platform for an author to get the word out? One of the things that I like about Twitter is you can meet so many different people. I've made so many valuable contacts in the last year with, with my peers, other publishing and marketing professionals, as well as authors and small publishers. And the thing about Twitter that's um, actually a little different than other social networks is that you, as you tweet and other people retweet your message, it really helps you grow and get exposed to a lot more people. Because when someone retweets your message, if they have 5,000 followers, then all of a sudden your message is out there in front of 5,000 more people that you, you don't even know about. And so that's a really good way to reach an ever-growing audience. Um, and I think it's really a great way to learn, too. I, I learn a lot. I see all kinds of links every day on Twitter, and I click through and read articles and look at websites and, and find new people and so forth. So it's really a good learning tool in addition to being a promotional tool. Great. That's a great uh, overview of you know what's what's in it for the author because I know when I talk to authors, that's that's the first thing they ask me. <laughs> Let's talk about you know whenever someone starts using a technology, there they all make the same mistakes. Uh, what are the, like the top ten mistakes that that you see authors making as they try to get started? <laughs> well, I'm not sure I, I can list ten, but. Um, I think the biggest mistake is making it all about you. And, and that's 
also a common issue with other social networks as well. But you need to make sure that you're adding value to others and not just talking about yourself. Um, and one of the things, you know, it's okay to do promotional tweets, but you don't want to be too blatant and you don't want to make it your primary focus because your followers don't want to see just a constant stream of sales pitches from you. You know, they want to, to read something interesting, they want to learn, they want to laugh. Um, so you do need to be careful that you don't just focus on yourself. And I think another common mistake is is not getting involved in the community. You know, you need to promote other people, um, introduce other people that your followers might find interesting, retweet other posts, um, recommend resources from others, and comment on things that other people are saying. Yeah, those are some 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 good tips to start with. I'm guilty of kind of ignoring everybody else and I tweet what I want to tweet about and I don't have that many followers as a result so maybe there's something to Well you know the, the hardest thing for me is making some personal tweets because I most of my tweets are resources you know oh here's a great article here's a tip and I, I guess maybe because um, my life's just not that interesting because I work all the time I have a hard time um, coming up with personal things to say Absolutely. I read somewhere a formula, which I can't remember, about, you know, what percentage of your tweets should be about your topic and some percentage should be to prove that you're human. So we always need to make sure we leave the human element, you know, that you're not a robot. Oh, I was just going to say, um, my personal formula is I try to do about 70% resource tweets and about 20% uh, promoting me and about 10% personal. But I, I do fall short in the personal area. Okay, well, maybe it must sounds like it was your formula that I was, that I was remembering. <laughs> Let's talk about the Twitter profile for a minute. I've heard that people go to check out your profile, and if it's kind of blank or boring, they'll just, they won't even bother to try and follow you. Well, that's true. A lot of people do make a decision about whether or not they're going to follow you based on what they see on your profile. And so you do need to make sure that it's descriptive and, and try to make it interesting. Now, the problem is you only have 160 characters, and so it's a real challenge to explain what you do and be interesting and grab their attention you know, in such a short amount of space. Um, but, but do try to make it interesting and be sure that there's a link to your website. There's a field where you enter your website or blog link. Um, and another thing is the photo that you put up on your profile. You know, every time you make a tweet, that photo is visible in addition to being on your profile. And I recommend that authors use their standard author photo and not their book cover. Some people do use a book cover, but I think on social networks, People want to network with a person and not a book. And that goes back to, you know, the part about being human we were just talking about. And another thing I just have to say whenever I talk about photos is make sure you've got a good professional-looking photo and you use the same photo everywhere so that people will start to recognize you. That's a very good point, you know, uh, about sticking with one professional photo because uh, the the mind has a particularly good memory from faces for faces, and it's one of our evolutionary characteristics. So yeah, maximize that 
that exposure and, and keep it consistent. Uh, bef- before we get away from profiles, I want to give a shout out to uh, Twilk.com. That's T W I L K.com, which is uh, created by another uh, Ann Arbor person here. And that allows you to create a colorful background for your profile, which is made up from all the faces of all your friends. And it takes about three clicks. So anyone can go to twilk.com and, and have a cool-looking profile. So and, I, and Victor, you can also create your own customized um, profile background using your own branding. Um, and that's a place where you could use your book cover or your logo or so forth. Um, there are ways to create a custom background and just upload it to the site. Right. Yeah, and I guess for a couple dollars, I mean, you can you can buy a, a nicely graphically designed template uh, that you know that fits some some kind of a theme that you're trying to uh, evoke. Let's talk about uh, tips for attracting followers. I mean, the SEO person inside me says. To, to maximize the number of keywords in my tweet. Is, is there more to it, or, or what, how do you do that? Well, the, tweet, the, um, sorry, the keywords is a very important point because some people go in and search on, uh, there's a search box on Twitter where you can search by keyword. So that is one place that people can find you. Um, to me, the most important thing is to make sure that you promote your Twitter handle or, or the URL link every place you can. I get so frustrated. I go to someone's website and I think, oh, I want to follow them on Twitter. And I look all over the website and I can't find their Twitter link anywhere. And that's very, very common. You need to put it on your blog and your website, make it obvious. A lot of people use little buttons, icons, and so forth. Um, also, put it everywhere, your email signature, um, the resource box and articles that you write, and on your other social networks. So you want to just you know, promote it everywhere that you can. And then the other important thing is to be interesting. You need to write interesting, useful tweets that people will enjoy reading and that they'll be motivated to retweet to other people. Diana, that's about really some great um suggestions that you're giving us, one thing I want to do is just go back to some of the common mistakes. You had mentioned some of them, but one of the things that I have a pet peeve about, and I want to talk about that with you, is many times the people that are doing the tweeting also have the uh, tweet go onto their Facebook. And what happens for me is I get inundated with maybe 15, 20 tweets from the same person in one day. And I'm, you know, actually I've taken some people off my Facebook because of that. So I'd like you to make some comments to that. Well, that is something that annoys a lot of Facebook users. I think it depends, for one thing, on how often you tweet. You know, most days I don't make more than seven or eight tweets, and so that may not necessarily be annoying because they're spread out through all throughout the day. Um, some people make 40 tweets a day, and that's more of an issue. So I think it's partly a function of how often you tweet. Um, another thing is there's several ways to do the um, putting them onto your Facebook profile. I used to use a, a program on Facebook, an application. I think it was called the Twitter application, and it would automatically make all of my tweets go to Facebook. 
Um, right now, I'm using something called selective tweets, and I have to put the, uh, the hash symbol and the letters FB at the end of my tweet, and only if I do that does it go onto Facebook. And there's some other tools out there that you know you can use to sort of selectively tweet so that they don't, so that everything doesn't go to Facebook. And I think that's especially a good idea if you do a lot of tweeting. Now, another thing is all of the um, the retweets and the at symbols and all of that is kind of distracting to Facebook users, especially if they're not on Twitter at all. So you might want to think about, um, for instance, only doing your own tweets and not the retweets on Facebook. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it is uh, confusing, and I'm glad you brought that up. One of the things that um, I find, I do tweets. I uh, I tweet for several sites that I have, but only one per day. And uh, what I usually do is I load them up once a week because I know what I'm going to be tweeting about or you know, referring to an article that I've written and is going to be posted that particular day or a book review or whatever. I use socialoomph.com. And what I'm able to do is put the links in there and it will tweet, send the tweet out at a specific time on a specific day that I tell it to. And this is another thing for authors that say, well, gosh, I don't have time to tweet. And this is probably right. So they can use something like socialoomph.com. I'm sure there's just a lot of others where they can put all their tweets on there and time them. Yeah, and that is a great tool. Um, there's, there are several of them. And, and by the way, social oomph is a little hard to spell, but they used to be called Tweet Later, and they're old domain name tweetlater.com still works if that's easier to remember. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> I find it much easier to find. Um, but it, it's a good tool, and I think it's a really good tool. I'm getting ready to go in and set up some promotional tweets for myself um, because particularly if they're um, self-promotional tweets and I want them to be spread out, you know, one a day or something like uh-huh. that, that's a really good tool because you can pre-schedule them all. And then when I'm on the site during the day, I'll, I'll you know, tweet about other things. But that's a really good point. So here we are. We're going to be, um, you know, we've signed up as an author. We've signed up as, on Twitter. And we would really like to attract some names that... Uh, have a lot of followers. How do we go about doing that? I mean, we can sign up on somebody's Twitter page and receive their tweets, but will they really reciprocate and receive ours? Or how do we, you know, get others on their list to read ours? Well, a lot of people do follow people who follow them. Now, a lot of people have have set up some kind of service, and in fact, I believe TweetWriter offers that service where it will automatically follow anyone who follows you. And so, um, you know, the first thing you want to do is, is to follow the person, and they may just follow you back automatically. Um, a lot of people also selectively follow people who follow them. So they, take, they look at who, you know, signed up to follow them in the last few days, and they decide who they want to follow back. But I think another good way to sort of get the attention of someone that you'd really like to have on your following list is to talk about them in your own tweets. Um, You can comment on an article that they wrote or recommend their newsletter or congratulate them on their new product, and then you'll include their username in that tweet. And then they will 
most likely see that tweet because it will show up in their, um, it's called the at replies box on their page. Now, you know, people who have 30,000 followers may not see it, but, uh-huh. but, you know, most people check that, that box because they want to see what's being said about them. So that's another really good way to get their attention. And, you know, hopefully they will, they will thank you for that tweet. Um, they may click through to your profile and see who you are and decide to follow you. So we're, Dana, we're talking about tweeting and we're talking about authors. So do you honestly feel that tweeting will sell a book? Um, I don't think directly it's, it's probably not likely to generate sales, although um, sometimes promotional um, campaigns can be effective on Twitter. For instance, in the last few days, um, Darren Rouse, who is pro-blogger, was running a special on his ebook, and so you know he and his affiliates were tweeting about if you order it by Tuesday, you'll get these three special bonuses, and he sold a lot of books. And you know it it was from a combination of tweeting and people doing email and people blogging. But, um, you know, in that case, I think it can sell books directly. But for the most part, Twitter, like other social networking activities, is more about building relationships, um, building a following. You know, you want those people to start recognizing your name. You want them to um, go to your website, sign up for your blog, sign up for your newsletter. And over time, particularly with nonfiction, you know, people are going to develop that relationship with you, and that's where the sales come eventually. So what I'm hearing you say, Dana, is it's building the relationship with the followers is the most important thing. Yes, I think so. Okay. And for the the people that have are just sort of thinking about uh, tweeting because it's still so new for them. What's the importance of building a relationship and a following? Building a relationship, and, and again, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of nonfiction authors primarily here, but before people are going to pay money for your product, whether it's your book or your consulting services or whatever you're selling, they need to sort of get to know you. They need to believe that you're an expert at what you do. They need to see your name over and over again, start to recognize you, um, read some things that you've written. And so all of those things lead up to a sale. Um, with fiction authors, it's, it's probably a little bit more murky on the relationship-building part. Great. Uh, okay, Dana, let's talk a little bit about um, if, if you're a regional author like regional fiction or maybe regional nonfiction like you do restaurant guides or travel, are there specific directories where I can go and list myself as a person of interest in, say, you know, Austin or, or some other locality? Well, I'm sure there are. I have not uh, personally tried to do that. Okay. Well, that's something to keep a, keep an eye on. I've signed up for a service, but I can can no longer remember the name of it. So <laughs> maybe it'll come back to me later. But if you're regional, of course, just um, listing the region, like Texas, in your tweets would, you know, be a keyword that that people might be searching on. Right. I can imagine that, you know, if you're if you're someone who like writes a lot about your hometown, or you live in a scenic area, or something like that, 
Which uh, brings me to another question. Is it possible to tweet a photo, and, and how does that work, or does it work? Um, yeah, there's several ways to do it. Um, you could upload a photo to a photo sharing site like Flickr, and then just link to that page on Flickr. There's also a service specifically for Twitter, and I believe it's called twitpick.com. I, I can't remember the name exactly, but I think it's twitpic.com, and it's specifically designed for um, uploading photos and then linking from your Twitter messages. Okay, well, that's cool. Uh, how about the, uh, the Twitter lists? That's kind of a new feature. What does it mean to you know, manage a Twitter list of, of people that you're related to as opposed to just you know, informally following somebody? Well, this is a, a pretty recent uh, thing that they've introduced, and I think it was long overdue. A lot of people have been using third-party applications like TweetDeck, because it lets them organize their, the people they're following and, and those that are following them and so forth. And so the Twitter lists have made it somewhat easier to do that without having to resort to third-party applications. But basically, you can create a list of people um, in a particular category. So, you know, if you were an author, um, you might want to create a list of other authors who write on your same topic or in your same genre, or you might want to create a list of marketing people that you're interested in following, and you can then click on that list and see just the tweets from those people. And that's really helpful if you're following a lot of people so that you can um, you know, look at those specific tweets without having to go through tweets from hundreds of other people. Oh, I had no idea that's how it worked. All right, so I can have like, I can have some lists for my hobbies for when I'm goofing off, and I can have business lists, right, and things like that. Right, right. And you don't have to put everyone on a list. Um, you know, if, if there if there are certain people that you're really interested in following and you don't want to miss their messages, you know, put them in a list so that you can be sure and see their messages. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned uh, TweetDeck. Uh, that's kind of my uh, my tweeting tool of choice these days, mainly because it's so darn fast. It isn't a web page. It actually runs on your computer. Uh, like It's kind of like a Flash program. Well, not to get too technical, but it, it runs really fast. And uh, I, I like it mainly because I can post a tweet and Facebook and MySpace update uh, all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a great tool. I know it's really popular. I For some reason, it absolutely will not work on my computer. I just cannot get it to operate. Um, but it sounds like a great tool. There are a lot of other similar programs. There's some that are designed for Macintosh. There's some that are designed for uh, mobile applications, like if you're tweeting from your phone. And I actually have a long list of those external applications in my book. Okay, that was good because I knew that there, there's more ways to do it. I mean, than only the beginners go to Twitter.com and actually type there in in my experience. Um, didn't it start out as like text messaging on phones, or am I mistaken? Uh, I don't think so. I think it started out as a website, but I could be wrong. 
Oh, okay. I thought that was the, the reason for the, the the short length was was to make it uh, phone friendly. Anyways, um, I know you've mentioned a lot of uh, things that that authors can tweet about on your various articles and stuff. But for those people who might be on the treadmill right now and can't get to their browser, let's just hit a few of those. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you can tweet, you know, you're a writer, so you can tweet about writing. Say, oh, I just finished Chapter 3, yay. Um, you can tweet anything about the topic. If you're a nonfiction author, um, tips regarding your topic, links to other articles and so forth, um, congratulate other people. You know, when you see an, an, another tweet from someone else and they're reporting good news, um, give them a congratulations or a pat on the back. Um, I like to introduce other people. I do something called a Twitterduction where I uh, introduce someone I know to all of my followers and say, you know, this person writes about book marketing. You really should follow her. Um, of course, you can t- promote your own products. You can. Uh, you don't want to be too blatant and do it too much, but you can tweet about your own book. Um, if you've just uploaded a new post to your blog, you can link to that. If you have anything new going on, a new product, uh, a new feature on your website, you can talk about that. It's, it's kind of like blogging. There's an awful lot of things that you can cover. And I like to kind of divide it into categories um, just to make it easier to come up with ideas. This is certainly just a whole world out there that could be very intimidating. Yet once you get into it, it's really quite simple and fun. It is fun. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, It is. And so, uh, Dan, the one thing I want to talk to you about, it seems to me that you had a contest on Twitter at one time. And uh, is this something that you recommend? I'm sorry. I didn't follow that. Okay. You ran a contest on Twitter where you gave away uh, marketing books at one time. Yes, I'm sorry. I, the phone broke up a little bit and I didn't hear the word contest. Um, yes, I did a Twitter contest several months ago. And what I did is I gave away some book marketing books. Um, I gave away one of my own books. But I also got together with several of my colleagues and invited them to give away a book. So we had a package of, I believe it was five books. And the way that people entered the contest is they had to, first of all, they had to follow me if they weren't already, and then they had to retweet the contest message. And uh, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was something like, you know, retweet this to win five marketing books or something more elegant than that. Um, And so all these people retweeted, and then at the end of the contest, I... I could see on my Twitter page uh, who all had retweeted that message. And so I just went through and randomly picked a winner to win the book. Now, the point of all that is, first of all, it was good, good publicity for those five books. But the real point is to increase the number of people who are following you because in order to enter the contest, they have to follow you. And so were these e-books, Dana, or were they actually pa- um, paper books? Um, there was one paper book. Uh-huh. It's easier with ebooks because you know it's just easier to send the prizes to the people. But one of them was a paperback. And so, this is something you recommend that um, authors consider doing. Then, yes, I do. Um, the thing is, you don't want to do the contest for very long because 
your followers will start to get sort of annoyed at seeing the same message posted over over again if you're not careful. So um, you don't want to do it very long. I think seven days is, is enough. And you want to let other people tweet the message for you. You don't want to tweet it yourself very much. I think I'd, after it got started, I think I only tweeted like once a day. Mm-hmm. But it was mostly other people tweeting to their followers. That's a really good idea. I'm going to do some thinking on that one and possibly do it too and just uh, create more followers from my own personal uh, Twitter page. Mm-hmm. So this is great. Now, Dana, you do have an ebook that's available on your site. So just tell us a little bit about that and where the listeners can actually get it. Okay. Well, I have um, actually, there's two ways. I have one ebook called Twitter Guide for Authors, and it's about 45 pages long, and it's basically a user manual and how-to guide on how to use Twitter. And there are quite a few screenshots in there. So I have a lot of uh, step-by-step instructions and then screenshots to show you what it looks like on the screen. And then I also have in my larger book, which is called The Savvy Book Marketer's Guide to Successful Social Marketing, I have uh, that same information is a chapter in the bigger book. So there's a whole chapter on Twitter and also a whole chapter on Facebook in Successful Social Marketing book. And both of those are available on my uh, book website, which is www.savvybookmarketer.com. Okay, so that's savvybookmarketer.com. And uh, now, are, there's a charge for these books, ebooks. Yes, they are mm-hmm. ebooks. The uh, Twitter guide is twelve dollars, mm-hmm. and the social marketing, the larger one, is I believe twenty four. Okay, and uh, both can be downloaded immediately after being purchased. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Great. Well, you know, twelve dollars is um, sounds like a really good deal for someone that really is not sure about tw- uh, tweeting and Twitter, and. Uh, you had mentioned that you have step-by-step guides. So sometimes it could be very intimidating, but obviously with a step-by-step guide, this is something that gets that out of the way and you actually take the people through the process. Is that correct? Yes, and uh-huh. that's that's what I try to do in all of my books is I try to give detailed, you know, do this, do this, do this, instead of just talking theory because I think especially with a lot of this online marketing Um, A lot of people are kind of intimidated by it, and it just makes it so much easier to have a step-by-step process to go through. Oh, I so agree. I'm into that, too. It's, you know, give me the steps, easy steps, and I'll do it. (laughs) But, Dana Lynn, thank you so much for showing up and talking about um, Twittering and tweeting and retweeting and what this is all about and sort of getting that intimidated feeling a way set aside and giving us more information that really this is something that authors really need to think about and um, we appreciate you taking the time to be here with us. Well, thank you, Irene and Victor. I really appreciate you having me on your podcast and I enjoyed it. Yes, it's been fun. All right, you've been listening to another podcast edition of Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. We'll be back next time when our topic will be six rules to kickstart your book website into full gear. And our special guest will be Jamie Selloff. 
You can learn more about all of our guests on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views Incorporated and Loving Healing Press. And for Reader Views, this is Irene Watson in Austin, Texas, saying good night. For Loving Healing Press, this is at V. Volkman from Ann Arbor, Michigan, wishing you all a good evening.